When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. What's your favorite guilty pleasure movie? 651 641 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. Why are we asking people what their favorite guilty pleasure movie is, Bradley? Well, I was listening to an episode of um, a geeky, nerdy sci fi podcast called Imaginary Worlds, and they had this whole conversation about. Um, guilty pleasure sci-fi movies and I was like everybody clearly has uh, a you know a guilty pleasure not necessarily this is not like you're you know like it's a cult classic but like a guilty pleasure like a movie that's probably bad mm-hmm. and that you probably don't want to admit that you actually take some pleasure from or rather you take pleasure from it despite the fact that it probably never achieved critical acclaim mm-hmm. And yet you don't care. You don't care. And Um, you'll watch it again and again. If it's on television, you'll catch it where it is and watch it all the way through. Exactly. And so I thought, well, let's have that conversation. But we don't need to, you know, keep it to sci-fi or any particular genre. Like, I don't care. Maybe you're obsessed with really bad rom-coms, for example. Could be. Could be. 651-641-1071. What's your favorite guilty pleasure movie? I'm afraid to admit mine. Oh, yeah. What's yours? Ready? Yes. Wait for it. Okay. Showgirls. Showgirls. Ooh. That's not bad. That's not a bad one. Oh I my think gosh, a lot of it's people. A super and that guilty is, pleasure. I would honestly say that's probably a cult classic. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I can understand why, you know, perhaps that's one when it's on, I'm like, Showgirls is on, stop everything. And even better, even better if it's the showgirls, if it's the version for television where they've had to like CGI um like bra tops on everybody because there's some toplessness in that movie. Yeah. Have you ever seen that one where they like clip art? No. Like bikini tops? On? Oh, God. It's hilarious. They're like, that's not boobies. So that's my favorite. Yes, that's my guilty pleasure movie. What's yours? Um, I have plenty. Um, the one I was thinking about when I had listened to this particular conversation earlier this morning was Flash Gordon because I was thinking of sci-fi movies. Mm-hmm. But that 1980s version of Flash Gordon, yeah. it's just so campy and over the top. And, you know, it's just fun to watch. It's not necessarily a life-changing film. By any stretch of the imagination. See, that's but the it's good one part you can sit down and pleasures. watch and just appreciate over and over and yeah. over again. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What's your favorite guilty pleasure movie? We've got Tina on the line. Hi, Tina. Hi, guys. Tina, Hi. what's your favorite guilty pleasure movie? Uh, the trilogy of the Mighty Ducks, especially the second one. Oh, interesting. Why? What? What about the second one makes you, you know, makes you excited? It, uh, it brings in. Um, Oh, all the new kids, especially um, the Bash Brothers and uh, what's his face from the Sandlot. Uh, I, you know what? I got to be honest. I'm not familiar with number two. 
Um, it's definitely the by far the best one. Really? Okay. Go to USA and it's a bigger thing. Oh my so. gosh! Well, All thank right. you, thank you for that well, one. Mighty Ducks too. Uh, yeah. Mighty Ducks too. Have a good day, Tina. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What's your favorite guilty pleasure movie? Let's go to Paul. Paul's on the line. Hi, Paul. Hey guys. Paul, what's your favorite guilty pleasure movie? Uh, it's sci-fi. It's Galaxy Quest. It has a whole bunch oh. of stars. I think Sigourney Weaver, and it's about a TV series like Star Trek, but then they become embroiled in a real-life science or outer space drama. Oh, it's so hilarious. That, and, and campy. I was going to mm. say, and it's actually a really good... I think it's a really underappreciated movie because it's, you know, it pokes fun at the genre, but then it, it's, like, actually a really good story. It is so fun. Yeah. yeah I could watch that over and over. And it's funny. It Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. You know what? I don't know why I just thought of this. This is another guilty pleasure movie that I love, and I cannot find it anywhere. Space Camp. Mm. Do you remember that oh, movie? Yeah. Why can't you find it? I don't it's just know. Not available. You can't rent it. It's not oh, okay. easily rented. I, I maybe you can buy it off Amazon. Um, I like. I just digitally. I like to have movies digitally because we don't have a mechanism to watch them in our house. But I've been meaning to show that one to the kids because it's the most ridiculous movie. Oh, it was about these kids that go uh, to space camp and then actually get launched into space. I think there's honestly a lot of '80s movies. Um, like I was just thinking about all the like ro- we. In fact, we just rewatched during the pandemic uh, "Romancing the Stone." Oh yeah, with um, Kathleen Turner and um, what's his name that other person you don't remember the movie i do remember it but i don't remember which movie romancing the romancing yeah. the stone yeah. michael Kathleen douglas Tur- michael douglas yeah. thank you and your favorite danny devito yeah. um <laughs> everybody's favorite right? danny DeVito, we yay! did get um rebecca oh, sent yeah. us a, a message on the my talk app my guilty pleasure movie is baby boom with diane keaton from the 90s oh that's a good one uh let's go to danielle danielle's on the line hi danielle What's your favorite guilty pleasure movie? This is another one that sometimes I hate to admit, but I love it. It's Wayne's World. Oh, yes. That is not guilty. That is not a guilty yes. no, no, feeling so at all. Quotable. Oh, it's so no, quotable. No, we celebrate that. Schwing. Thank you. You will hear us quote it all the time on this show if you listen closely. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. If this show Abraham were, Lincoln. If this show were an ice cream, it would be Crayley's and... You can't say that. Let's go to George. <laughs> Hi, George. George, what's your favorite guilty pleasure movie? Oh, my gosh. I am hiding behind the curtain, peeking through the window, admitting this. Why? Death Becomes Her. Oh, oh no. That one is good. great. I love that. I watched that movie so many times over the years, chilling at home. I'm like, I'm going to watch my girls. And okay. I'm telling you, I will watch it today. George, George, you need not feel any embarrassment for Death Becomes Her. Thank you for Meryl your Street, call. Goldie Hawn. That is Bruce a good Willis. one. Oh, yeah. Let's go to Adam and let Adam have the final word. Adam, what is your guilty pleasure movie? Heavyweights. Which one is that one? I don't it's know. It's on Disney Plus, but it's like an old movie with like some of the Mighty Ducks characters in it. And it's about a fat camp. Oh, <laughs> my word. What's it called? Heavyweights? Heavyweights. Yeah, Ben Stiller, like takes over the camp and it's kind of his first iteration of like a crazy character i will say you know and thank you for for heavyweights i will say i think too one of the things about a guilty pleasure movie is you think back on it or you rewatch it after a period of time and you're like ooh, 
Yeah, there's some things that don't age well. Yeah, that doesn't right? age well. Yeah. That's, Do you know that's who, pretty common. Who one of the writers of Heavyweights was? No, Judd Apatow. Oh well, I mean, it's got some star power behind it. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, Holly, what's your favorite guilty pleasure movie? I like action movies. Yeah, so a few that come to mind: Buckaroo Banzai. Well, that could be one of them. <laughs> Also, the movie Face Off with John Travolta oh, and yeah. Nicolas Cage. That's great. That one's absurd. Also, I really am into this late 80s action movie thing lately. Things like Black Rain starring Michael Douglas. Nice. I yeah. Don't that. I can just tell you right now, when you started to say that, I realized my husband's guilty pleasure movie, 100% of the time, is Point Break. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we've got an exclusive about Jennifer Garner that we need to share. It is exclusive, and you will only hear it here and everywhere else that's reporting it. (laughs) After this on My Talk 107.1. We've got an exclusive about Jennifer Garner. You're not going to hear this anywhere else on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 107.1, streaming live. At mytalk1071.com, everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. What is this exclusive we have about Jennifer Garner? Okay, Bradley? you guys, look, there's an exclusive over at Us Weekly mm. about what she really thinks about Benefer 2.0. Ooh. And of course, it's the most Jennifer Garner story ever. Mm. So one of the hallmarks of a relationship is that the people you were previously in a relationship will also get the opportunity to have their name appear in headlines. And such is the case of Ben Affleck's ex, uh, Jennifer Garner. Ben Affleck's. (laughs) Sorry, go on. What? what? I'm just saying Ben Affleck's ex. Oh, got it. Uh, Exclusive over at Us Weekly, how Jennifer Garner feels about Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez romance. This is a common... I mean, we've all been wondering. A common, common uh, thing that you will see... They go to the X to find, uh, and and let me just preface this by saying none of this is going to be a surprise to you, but it will sound like the most Jennifer Garner response ever. Okay, from one Jennifer to another, also rude, Us Weekly, you right? Need to point that out. Yeah, you want to like, yeah. Don't worry. They know. Don't worry. Jennifer Garner. Is totally on board with ex-husband Ben Affleck's reunion with Jennifer Lopez, a source reveals exclusively in the new issue of Us Weekly, available on newsstands now. <gasps> J-Lo has Jennifer Garner's seal of approval. You know, the source noted the two actresses have crossed paths over the years. J-Lo thinks Jennifer is kind and wonderful and an amazing mother. And Garner, you know, she was married to Affleck from fi- uh, 2005 to 2015. Jen and Ben, um, you know, they, they're they happy and stuff. So, basically, The Jennifer, exclusive is basically that. Stuff. She don't care. She don't care. She doesn't care. And also, but again, it's so Jennifer Garner, right? Like, J-Lo has Jennifer Garner's seal of approval. Because, you know, she's a mom. Right. And moms need a seal of approval. Mm-hmm. Because yes. they're out there doing things and paying attention. Mm-hmm. And guess notes. what? Jennifer Lopez is also a mom. So, like, moms get each other. Yeah, like, that's like, true. From mom to mom. Well, in fact, J-Lo, as I said, thinks Jennifer is a kind and wonderful person and hmm. an amazing mother. Oh, there And it it's is. important that a mo- from mom to mom that you look askance at your, 
you know, partner's new uh, person and go, mm, I see you and I recognize you and you are a mother just yeah. like me. And what this is also saying is like, and now I have to that, take care of this child. That mother might actually be my kid's Adult stepmother child. at some point. And so I have to sign off on their mother. No, no, no. This is respect. This is respect. It's so predictable. It's so obvious. Um, and then Us Weekly just goes on to tell you a bunch of other crap that nobody cares about and doesn't really matter because it's all stuff we've heard before. But insofar as Jennifer Garner is concerned, she is always going to be doing things as expected of a woman playing the role of Jennifer Garner. You will not see right. a headline about Jennifer Garner being wanting um, to cut a, a beat. backstabbing <laughs> bitch. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like she might very well be a hateful woman. Who likes to go around talking smack about Jennifer Lopez? Right, she might, or Ben Affleck. She might not like this at all, but that's she's not going to let you, the public see that. Yeah, piece. you will not see that headline because we are not allowed to see that side of Jennifer Garner. Because I'm assuming Capital One doesn't want us to see that. What sure, I'm saying what's is, what's in your wallet? <laughs> apparently, Petty she's resentment. got <laughs> and a knife. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it really, but you know, here, to take it one step further, you also know that this was a member of Jennifer Garner's team that was like, we got to get in front of this story. Everybody wants to know what Jennifer Garner thinks. Jennifer, l- listen, here's what you think. We're going to go to print with this, you know? Or or it's J-Lo's team because it, it mm. also is very positive about J-Lo, right? Like, That's a good point. You know, it's like J-Lo has Jennifer Garner's seal of approval because, you know, Everybody needs to make sure that Jennifer Garner's fine with this setup because, right. you know, she's the mom of his children. Right. And, you know, just like we've already learned that Mark Anthony is fine, you know, with the right. fact that um, Jennifer is with Ben and also Canada Armas is fine. We know that she's fine now that Ben has moved on. Can I just also throw this why into the mix? be not fine? Or why does everybody have to have an opinion? Like, why does it have to be? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Celebrities. Right, exactly. They need headlines. But, mm-hmm. you know, why, Why? you know, he's a grown-ass man. Why can't he just date whoever he wants to and she doesn't have to also, have an opinion about it? That's true. I would actually, this is this is what I would like to see someday before I go to glory. Especially Jennifer Lopez. I would like to see Jennifer Garner lose her absolute stuff. Oh. Because let's be clear, of the picture yes. that is being painted about Jennifer Garner. Yeah. It is that she is the good ma. She's the good lady. Yeah. Jennifer, like, again, this is not my opinion. This is the opinion of tabloids. They have framed Jennifer Garner as a good girl. And Jennifer Lopez is sexy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? right. Because, well, that we've been talking about this. Jennifer Lopez always is painted as the sexy woman. Glamorous. And they always bury the fact that she's a mom. Yeah. Even though we know logically that she is. But Jennifer Garner doesn't get painted as a sexy woman. She gets painted as Martha Stewart Young. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, she has a very sensible husband or a husband in training. Mm-hmm. Uh, her fiance is what they call even, them. I don't know if he's a fiance yet, but just a boyfriend, burger okay. boyfriend, okay, burger but burger man. That mm-hmm. she, by the way, dusted off from the shelf of previous relationships mm-hmm. she had because mm-hmm. they had already been together, and then they got back together because I think she was feeling like she needed to have some stability in her <laughs> life following the departure of one Ben Affleck. Bloop. But again, you know, I and who knows to what extent it's the media and the celebrity herself that's painting this picture. But it's like this boring, boring cookie cutter archetype. You're only allowed to be, you know, a smart, fun mom who does right. sensible things when in all actuality, she's like, you know, 
smoking ciggies uh, and getting crunk. In the laundry <laughs> right? room. Yeah, and like using bad words. Oh, again. Just going hack. Again, hack. Hack. Oh, hack that. Hack to the Jennifer hack. Jennifer Lopez. I do, again, fork her. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. That was very, uh, you know, the good place. The good place. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I, but I do. I just want to see her lose a few of her marbles because she's making all of the moms who have lost marbles look bad. She's she's like the Gwyneth Paltrow of parenting. Jennifer Garner. She's aspirational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the the image that she portrays is one that many moms, I'm sure, and I say moms because I don't think. Because I think it's a very specific kind of woman who would want to see herself as Jennifer Garner. Yes, right? absolutely. Or the media thinks that that woman wants to see, which is why that's the side of her that she's advertising. Well, and she's she's mom forward. I mean, she leads with her momming. Yeah. You know, not only especially like right now in the roles that she's taking, um, she focuses on a certain kind of. That's how she's avoiding that. Um, you know, disposable actress syndrome that happens when you get to be a woman of a certain age in Hollywood and suddenly you're invisible because you can't be sexy and be a mom and be above the age of 32. Everybody knows that. Yeah. I would probably even younger, sadly, but... Probably like 30. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid idiots. idiots. After this on My Talk 1071. Doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi there. Hey, and these are your crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. 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 And sometimes other places. Like where? Like Florida. Florida. Yay. No way. We're going to Orlando. Orlando. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> it's actually, some kind of amusement park. Actually, it is, and it's called the Villages. You've probably heard oh, rumors. Yes, oh, we've heard of the Villages. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bunch of you know people of a certain age mm-hmm. getting real horny from you know because they and they don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Going to the villages. No, actually, here's the story, you guys. We're going to the villages um, because a guy mm-hmm. is a COVID idiot. Oh, now, what's a COVID idiot? We haven't had one of those we in a while. We haven't. Uh, it's a COVID related crazy, stupid idiot. Yes. A guy from DC says, I was stranded in the villages. Okay. okay interesting. Now, he's suing Orlando International Airport. Federal agencies and President Joe Biden. Oh, that's aggressive. According to court documents, for damages. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. I'm oh, stuck. Geez. I'm <sighs> stuck in the village. No. no, you're not. No, you're not. Do you want to know why he thinks he was stuck? May I guess? Mm-hmm. Because he refused to wear a mask yes! on the flight. 
Yes. You moron. Bing, bing. Oh my gosh, people. Lucas Wall complains uh, that he uh, wants to permanently prohibit the enforcement of the federal transportation mask mandate and the international traveler testing requirement. Apparently, he uh, is suing because they refused to let him board a flight out of Orlando last week for not wearing a mask, even though he says he has a qualifying disability. He said he has a general anxiety disorder and previous attempts of wearing a mask have instigated symptoms of panic attack, etc. He says that he is currently stranded at his mother's house in the villages. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Are there other ways to travel? Right. Um, thank you for asking, Bradley. I believe that there are multiple modes of transportation available to a person, including but not limited to uh, train travel, perhaps a car, Perhaps, Perhaps a- by foot, a bicycle, yeah. or even horse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I don't think you have to wear a mask when you're on a horse. I don't know. Ask them. Ask yeah. the horse. I don't know the equine rules. I don't either. Ooh, I like the but it is that Latin term. It is hard to social distance when you're on a horse. Riding on that horse. I'm just saying. Anyway, um, so he says they forced me to stay in the villages, which, look, uh, trust me, I wouldn't want to get stuck there either. No, thank you. Because a bunch of horny, you know, golden girls Mm -hmm. is not necessarily the place I want to be. I mean, someday I will be. (laughs) Hey, Uh, so what is he going to do, Bradley? Want to play pickleball? What now? What's (laughs) hide the pickle? Ball, um, who? Wh- how is he going to be okay? Is he? I don't what's, know what's going to happen. I don't know, but he's this... suing the president, okay. Orlando International Airport, and several federal agencies. I mean, so he's going to be busy. Now, you know what's hilarious about this? I shouldn't say hilarious thing? because don't you think at some point, like he's suing, that means he's going to have to go to court? And guess what? He's going to have to pay for that. Uh, also, probably going to have to wear a mask at yes, some point, right? Mm. Okay. For our next story, we're going to Montana. Montana. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez there right now? No, they are not. But thank you for asking. We're going to the uh, Miracle of America Museum. Ooh, that sounds fun. And a very unfortunate thing happened on Friday morning at the Miracle of America Museum in Polson, Montana. On Friday morning, um, the uh, fire department received a call that some of the outbuildings were on fire. Oh, no. Yes. Super unfortunate because not only were the buildings on fire, but they actually lost some artifacts that were incredibly valuable. Oh, I'm sure. Including, but not limited to, uh, one-of-a-kind antiques, a horse-drawn reaper binder, and a hay baler. Horse-drawn that reaper, was, that sounds scary. I know, right? Uh, a hay baler that was once taken to Wild Horse Island, and it was in near-perfect condition. That's a lot. That probably was worth some stuff. Okay, I guess I'm not understanding the crazy stupid idiot Oh, uh, It's how the fire started. Oh, did somebody, like, break wind in front of a, like, I don't know, f- Yes. Handle. Actually, you are correct. The owner of the museum was lighting his farts on fire. No, that's not what happened. But Hey, look what I can do. <laughs> Watch this. Oh, darn. No, so that the, doesn't really happen, does the, it? Yes, you can do that. Can you really yes. do that? Just YouTube it. Absolutely. But that's not real. Yes, it is. I have had a friend who used to do this as a, a party trick. I'm, I'll say his name. No, don't, I won't. Don't. But he used to do this. It was his party trick. He would, 
Yep, he would light him on fire. Okay, so it's Steve Patterson. <sighs> Busted. Stay um, tuned to Twin Cities Live this afternoon. We'll be proving that. No, uh, museum founder Gil Mangles uh, told MTN News that the way that these outbuildings that carried these incredibly valuable items burned down was because he was burning dandelion fluff in the yard. What? Wait, what? I don't even know what that means. Dandelion fluff? Dandelion you mean like the, fluff. The, the, like, I, that's what I'm... The stuff you blow on that's and it what goes I'm flying thinking. across. What? Yeah. How do you burn that? Why do you burn that? I don't know. That's a thing? I don't know, but apparently that is how this whole thing... Burning oh, dandelion Oh, wow. Fluff. Look it up. It's amazing. Burning... Oh, well, that's burning poplar fluff. It's unbelievable, though. You can watch it, like, spread. It's like a wildfire. Um... I would advise against it. I will say that sometimes they do controlled burns oh, like around the cool, around the lakes and like some of the areas where, you know, the native grasses are growing, they will burn them so that they can kind of regrow. Um I just think maybe you're going to want a professional to do your controlled burns cuz this one got out of control and some stuff got lost. Yeah, no, don't do that. That's yeah. dumb. Mhm. Oh God! Ooh. All right, scary. Do you have another? Uh, I do. Should we go back to Florida? Yes! yes. It's a homophobic, crazy, stupid idiot. Happy Just in Pride, time for everybody! Pride month. <laughs> yeah. I thought you'd like this because this is a Pride thing, and it's Pride Month. And look, idiots don't take a holiday. That's true. Um, mm-hmm. I want to take they you don't to care what month it is. Jacksonville. Now, have you ever seen like bridges light up for Pride? Yes. We do that in the Twin Cities. We I do, think, actually. The 35W Bridge, right? Yep. Um, you know, lighting up rainbow colors. But they can actually change the lights on all these. It's like a thing now, yeah. right? Bridges uh-huh. everywhere can do, like, you know, sports colors, yep. all We've that We've been kind of purple stuff. when Prince died. It was purple. Yeah, yes. you can do all kinds of stuff. Exactly. You know why? LEDs are just amazing that way. Sorry. Are you working for the LED Council? No, What's going on there? No, it's just like LEDs are really good in terms of like energy use and also they're just very versatile. Your husband works in the industry perhaps. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. You're welcome. Uh okay, good plug. Good plug. <laughs> um After planning to keep the Acosta Bridge in I'm assuming this is in Jacksonville because that's where the story comes from, uh lit up rainbow colors throughout the week for Pride Month, the Jacksonville Transportation Authority on Tuesday said um I guess we can't do this, even though we were going to do it, because, oh, look, Florida's Department of Transportation said that the pride color scheme was out of compliance with the existing permit. Mm. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. What? A statement from uh, the Jacksonville Transportation Authority spokesperson reads, This afternoon, Florida Department of Transportation informed us that our scheduled color scheme is out of compliance. We will comply accordingly. I'm sorry, what's out of compliance about all of the colors in the prism? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Now, here's what's interesting. So the statement from... So this is one of those situations where they were like, no, you can't have gay colors. And they were like, they won't let us have gay colors. And then they contacted the people and the people were like, what? Right. What? A spokesperson for the governor said the governor's office had nothing to do with this decision. That's a local issue. Um, you should investigate it. Apparently, um, the Florida Department of 
Transportation has also rejected a request from Sarasota to light their Ringling Causeway Bridge with rainbow lights. Mm. Um, So this has happened before. And, oh, also, if you think, like, changing it up, because people are like, well, I mean, just you don't want to have weird colors on bridges and things. It's weird. Well, it looks like they frequently will allow um, or, you know, permit bridges to be in different colors. For example, um, I don't know sports. They let the Acosta Bridge be lit up in purple and orange for the oh. NFL draft. Yeah, those are two colors that are actually found in the rainbow. Yeah, and then for, don't for mm-hmm. and this is one that I I didn't even realize uh, was a thing, but it's awesome. Autism Acceptance Month. Blue. And they had a bunch. What? Blue. Oh, I thought you said bloop. I was like, no. You mean, <laughs> blue. <laughs> no, it's actually a. Uh, it looks very similar to the rainbow of colors. It's you like don't say. It's like red. Blue, green, turquoise. So the point is they've let all these other, you know, organizations and occasions be represented by different colors on the bridge. And I just love that they're like, oh, we can't have any of that gay bridge stuff because people, you know, just people. And then when called on it, their response is to say, I don't. What are you I talking mean, about? That's not I don't us. Know what you're about their gaslighting. That's not us. I mean, we didn't. I don't know what that's about. <sighs> Like, you know, it's unsafe to have mm-hmm. all those colors. Nice try. Mm. Oh, do better. Do better. At least, at least for one month. That's all you gotta do. Just for one month. Yes. Also, it's a bridge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also. It's colors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, like I said, again, you've done Not other like, colors. All those colors are found in the rainbow. Okay? Yes. Are they allowed to have rainbows? <laughs> Or do they have to shut those down? Speaking of rainbows, can I just say, last night, beautiful double rainbow in the Twin Cities. Oh, yeah. Do you know, I had a rainbow in my alley. Did you? Yeah. Like, literally, I could see a rainbow in the alley. It was a tiny little mini rainbow. That's kind of exciting. Yeah, it was kind of fun. fun. Um, I actually saw the end of the rainbow. That has never happened before. But did it was you bonkers. get the pot, pot of gold? No, it was raining. Did you even get some lucky charms? Some cereal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to be careful, though, because those, those uh, leprechauns will eat you. If they see you, if you make eye contact with one, you're dead. Are evil? Was I supposed to know that my whole life? I thought they were just kind of cute. I don't know. I'm the leprechaun. Okay, Holly. But that movie from the 80s did not give me hope. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, our own resident leprechaun, Holly Roberts, is going to host. (laughs) Colleen and Bradley. See, thank you. Yay, Ah! it'll be great. It'll take the rest of the show. Shouldn't be traumatic at all. No, we're going to play a little game. That game is called The Throwback. After this on My Talk 1071.